Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 13 of Just the Fitness Tip with Michael Ujoa and Jason Old, Edinburgh's number one fitness podcast. Jason, how are you doing, buddy? Good. 13. Can 13. You it? I heard a stat the other day that said something about uh, most podcasts like finish after the first five episodes. Do they? And it's not because of lack of popularity, it's because people lose enthusiasm. And I'm not going to lie. I'm amazed that this is still going. Um, I I would I'd probably like to be a bit angry at you for saying that, but I completely agree. No, I thought because we, we didn't have any like plan. We still of, don't have any plan. Well, we still don't have a plan. <laughs> yeah. But we don't have any plan. It's just been it's momentum, really, isn't it? Yeah, we've been consistent mm. every week. Uh, There's a lesson there, isn't there? There is. What is the lesson, Jason? Well, in fitness as well. It's not about yeah. how well you do. It's about being consistent. It's not about having a killer. It's not about one good podcast. It's not about a couple of good episodes. It's about maintaining that consistency and having 13 totally average episodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but first of all, would you like a coffee, mate? We're doing I would, this I would live. love a coffee. We're doing it yeah. live on live It's just on to podcast. show people that we're real. We're real. We've got the cafetiere out just to um, make ourselves look a bit fancy. There we go, yep. mate. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. We yeah. did We did put the milk in the, in the mug before, which upsets me a little bit because it feels a bit wrong. But why? I don't know, I feel like you should put milk in seconds. Like we make a cup of tea and someone puts the milk in with the tea bag before any water. Oh, it's so wrong. You know what? Do you not care? No. It okay. doesn't change how it tastes. <clears throat> or does it? Yeah. Does it? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know how it possibly could. I just think it feels weird putting the milk in first. Here's one. Yeah. Do you put your protein in and then the water? Or do you put the water and then the protein? Uh, see, I always carry it in my bag, ready to go. So the protein's always in there, just for like convenience. Because I, I don't do that. I put the water then the protein because early on in my protein consumption career, yeah. I would find that sometimes it would get caught in the. No, no, no. There's a tip to stop that from stopping. Well, why the don't you tell the tippers the tip? Okay, right. The tip. Uh, so when you have your protein in the bottom and you put the water on top, as soon as you start mixing it, it will like. Uh, you get, as you said, at the bottom in the corner, it gets stuck. Mm. Before you shake it, turn it upside down and just whack the bottom a few times before you shake it. Right. And all the powder drops from the bottom and then you can just shake it and it doesn't get clumpy or stuck to the bottom. I think that's probably the most information we've ever <laughs> given on this show. We've peaked yeah. there, guys. That is a genuine life hack. That we, is a top It genuinely tip. is. And every time I show people it, they're like, I can see their little mind go like, oh, yeah, exactly. Well, I'm going to sit with the water first. But if I'm ever in a situation like, I don't know, in a war zone or uh, with your protein shake in the jungle or <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know, somewhere else. You might be living off Huel if you go into the jungle. So that could be a thing. Hope not. <laughs> having having yeah. been given some Huel and you know what? You know, when you just get used to like everything in life, yeah, yeah. at first you're like, this is awful. I'm so getting used to it. When we started. I'm getting used to it. Yeah, exactly. Just getting used to this. Even out. Everything mm -hmm. plateau, isn't it? This is good coffee as well. Brilliant like coffee, by the way. Listeners, I mean, if you ever want a cup of coffee, maybe you should try putting the milk in first. In the <laughs> yeah, maybe do not. Mm. We found out that it makes a better cup of coffee. Yeah. Cool. So what have you been up to this week, mate? Anything exciting? Oh, oh so busy. Mm -hmm. uh, I've not had a moment. I don't think I've slept. I think I've been on the... I was gonna. I was gonna preempt an article we've already read. I was gonna say we're on the the Daniel Craig. I'm living the Daniel Craig life. That's a little bit of a foreshadowing for the Love people it. who listen on. You'll have to listen on to find out what that means. Uh, 
No, I was just doing that that bit that I usually do where I pretend I'm really busy. I think it, I have been I have been quite busy. I've been doing a few extra classes at Primal Gym. I, one of the classes I took on was the family session on Saturday, which I think is quite it was quite eye opening actually because I don't have any children. Um, and basically, the family session is not a, like a drop your kids off and have them play about. It's a, it's encouraging parents to uh, I don't want to say workout because it's not like a workout, but to you know, be in a gym environment or to, you know, uh, move around with their kids. Um, and I thought that is a great thing. I thought that was that a really, really, really cool good idea. Yeah. Until oh. I took the class and we were doing a warm up. We're doing a little cool warm up that's like um, the floor is lava tag. Love it. So it's yeah. basically like jumping from obstacles. You're not allowed to stand on the floor and everybody's tagging each other. I thought that's a nice, playful warm up. One dad just bit off way more than he could chew, took a big leap caught the end of of one of the boxes the boxes upended and he, he took all of it on his neck and literally <laughs> was like an accordion and it was one of the worst bombs i've ever seen in my life and you know when people get hurt and they just go just bounce back up again yeah i'm fine like i'm just gonna walk it off me like you're not fine he didn't even do that uh he lay on the ground for a good five to ten seconds <laughs> and i was like just like wow that was really bad um so there's a moral of the story here, parents. Don't think you can keep up with your 10-year-old kids because you can't. <laughs> Is he okay? Well, I've not seen him since. Um, We're going to nickname him Brian for now, so to keep well, him anonymous. But yeah. it sounds like... Brian should not be doing this kind of exercise. Brian is definitely one of those dads. I, I'm wholeheartedly behind the idea of moving with your kids and training with your kids and, and making it like a normal thing. And, and I am a big believer in kind of leadership by example. Like I think... You can tell your kids to do this, that, or the other, but if you actually show them how you live your life, that's how they're going to learn a lesson. But stay in your lane as well, <laughs> yeah. or at least get like get fit. Don't just jump into a ninja warrior class and then make a giant, like <laughs> huge leap, like thinking that you're Spider Man, and then land on your head. Um, yeah, it was horrible. It haunts my dreams. But he walked out. He did. He did walk out, okay, and he good. and he did actually take part in the rest of the class. Okay, but you know, you hear these stories. There's that one about that the Manchester City goalkeeper from like the fifties or something, and he broke his neck he during the game and finished the game. Yeah, yeah. doesn't isn't it? Uh, Jason Manford that did a stand up sketch about that, talking about him playing with a wobbly head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or you have like we've mentioned him before. I imagine we've mentioned him before. Kurt Angle, uh, the Olympic wrestler. Never he, heard of him. He broke his neck eight weeks before. Was it eight weeks before? Um, he broke his neck before the Olympic Games, and he won the gold medal with a broken neck so not suggesting that this is comparable but what i mean to say is sometimes you can have injuries that are not immediately obvious uh maybe just had a bit of adrenaline going (laughs) maybe particularly loose that day uh, and actually now he's paralyzed who knows he could no longer be with us yeah r.i.p brian sorry brian thanks for coming to class though (laughs) cool so a busy week what have you been up to you've been doing loads of talking I did. I, I finally did my talk at Lyft after all the delayed talk. <laughs> you love uh, Lyft. I do love Lyft. Yeah. No, it, the talk went really well. There was about, I, I want to say like 20 people. It was around about that number. You said 25 I think. when you told yeah, me. Like 20, Obviously 25. building it up. Well, I, I didn't, I should have counted. But <laughs> they sold, so it was like a free event. So people get tickets online and they did, they sold like 50 free tickets. Uh, but obviously like people get a ticket and they're like, meh, it's rainy. It's like I'm Facebook events as well, isn't it? Yeah. Like 100 people are coming. <clears throat> like yeah, but no, it was a really good turnout. Uh, we had some really good engagement. Like most of the talk was spent kind of just 
answering questions and talking to people that were in the audience that were really intrigued. So it, yeah, it was really, really good fun. I had a bit of a cold at the start of last week, which is why we're actually doing this podcast a little later than usual, aren't we? Um, yeah, Michael, uh, he had the man flu. I did. It's There's deadly. No word it. <clears throat> it's yeah. deadly. So yeah, that kind of wrote off the start of last week. And then I was playing catch up with work and then I was prepping for the talk. Uh, so I apologize for that, Jason, but we are back in the game. It's that vegan diet you're on. I think <laughs> it's really killing your energy and it it's destroying your immune system. I would get off it right now. I know. I, uh, there actually someone in the audience did ask about vegan diets. He said that he'd recently gone vegan. Um, did you kick them out? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's dead. Yeah. No, uh, so that was he, Brian. he was <laughs> <laughs> poor guy, broken <laughs> neck. Yeah, he's in brittle yeah. bones. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he was saying that he'd watched uh, what the health documentary. Oh, uh, and any 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 question that starts with I've watched what the health, just yeah. whatever. Yeah, so that was interesting. But he was actually kind of open to me saying why I don't agree with those documentaries and he was but that one is for anyone that doesn't know it's on Netflix right yeah and it seemed to be one that kind of swept the fitness Mm. uh, community at first I think for positive reasons and then after a little while it started to become deconstructed and it was kind of shown how there was such a massive bias oh yeah they just like completely uh cherry-picked the data that they used to support their arguments Mm. and just made some claims that were just mental yeah so that my favorite one from it was they were saying that eating eggs is as bad for you as smoking and it's yeah that's my highlight of the whole documentary if if you want to go vegan for ethical or environmental reasons yes i'm truly on board with that but it's for health reasons meh, probably not the best way to go yeah. maybe like plant-based should be the main bulk of your diet but there can still be animal products in your diet and it'd be healthy yeah, I, I've been thinking about this a lot, actually, this whole, um, you know, a soundbite like eggs are more dangerous than smoking or as dangerous than smoking. What was the thing that we that you posted the other day? Was it about um, a little sound effect there, there the coffee pouring, showing how sophisticated we are? Was it about was it about Diet Coke or was it something? <clears throat> I can't remember now. Awful. I should have done research. But basically it was, it was these little sound bites of, some such and such is as dangerous as smoking or it was red meat yeah oh and bacon yeah, it was yeah red yeah, meat and bacon yeah. um being as dangerous as smoking and i've been thinking about you know <clears throat> if you're a, a well-rounded kind of um open-minded forward-thinking type person everything that you have to contribute in terms of information is generally quite boring because yeah. the answer is going to be hey there's something for everyone hey this sometimes works and this sometimes doesn't a balanced diet and all this other stuff that's my sexy. Is that your PT voice? That's my sexy, well-rounded, open-minded, liberal <laughs> voice. But actually, if you want to get big on the internet, you got to say crazy stuff. Yeah. Like uh, all vegans should be shocked. <laughs> yeah. uh, now I don't approve of that necessarily. Um, but so it's that kind of thing of in this in the world that we live in at the moment. Like ma- managing to say something that has any kind of content, or managing to say anything that kind of I don't know resonates with people. But it's also true. Yeah. It's quite difficult, which is why we just avoid saying things that are true on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, we just we just make stuff up. No, that's actually a really good point. I like that. It's it's like why um, there's certain PTs on Instagram and Facebook and stuff that do really well. Uh, they've got really big followings, very fast. Jim Smith. <clears throat> yep. What? Uh, because they say things that are controversial, and people like controversy. They like someone who 
doesn't really give a crap what they say and they don't really mind about the repercussions of what they say. Um, And these people tend to do very well. It's just not an approach I really feel that comfortable with. Um, Although a lot of people go down that route because they struggle growing their social media presence. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Are you, because as we'll mention James Smith, he's doing very, very well for himself. I I think he's got nearly like half a million followers on Instagram. He's doing well. And I I will say a thing about James Smith, and we've spoken about this before, he does make these bold, aggressive statements. What I don't like, which I guess is a reason why some people maybe do like him, is because when he's in a kind of more broad form, uh, you know, format, uh, and he has an opportunity to explain what, how he feels about things, he generally walks it back and says that it was just said for effect. Yeah. And so he isn't <clears throat> an arsehole in real life. He's he's just doing things to get the attention. Which, in a way, it's like, I don't know, if I'm going to say something massive, like, all vegans should be shot, and then I'm going to jump on my podcast and go, oh, obviously I don't mean that. What I actually meant was, it just feels like it's a waste of time me saying anything at all, you know? But, But hey, that's why we're here on Edinburgh's number one fitness (laughs) podcast. Yeah, as Zip, as it grows his following, so that's why he's doing it. um, I don't hate him. I follow him. I follow him. I follow him for the trap. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start saying really controversial things now. I think you should. And then we'll we'll use it as the sound bites. Listeners, just you wait for this episode. (laughs) Yeah, we'll just use your little sound bites to sell us. Uh, We'll set up a little advert on Facebook. It's going to do well. I I don't think we need to advertise this anymore after last week's SofaGate. Okay, so anyone who listened to last week's episode... Um, we got thrown off a little bit because we we do these via you Facebook did. Live. I got thrown off. Well, because it's on my account, and I was like, "I'm trying to sell your sofa." What people are trying? What are people doing on my account? Apparently, there's a thing. I googled it on Reddit. Uh, people browse Facebook Live videos for whoever has a sofa in the background, and then they share it on certain pages, and everyone comes into that live call and starts asking how much <laughs> we want to sell the sofa for. So our video just got spammed with like hundreds of people wanting to buy my it sofa. It went viral. It did, it did <laughs> a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, we don't know if they'll be back. They might be back at some point because the sofa is once again in the background. We haven't sold it. So we'll wait and so see. So if you're interested, what's <laughs> <laughs> up? Cool. And we just wanted to touch upon, actually. So on my Instagram yesterday and on most PT's Instagrams, um, there's a guy who's from, is he from Love Island? Oh, mate. Don't look at me as though you I know what Love, Love Island TV. is. You watch this morning, so I don't know yeah, what you're talking I do. about. Okay. <laughs> He's probably been on this morning. Not regularly. So but also, it... I hate Love Island. And if you, guys, this is the new Jason. If you like Love Island, I hate you as well. <laughs> yeah. So there's a guy called Sam Gowland, and I think it's from Love Island, and he's the latest celebrity. Do we want to call him that? Why not? Why not? He's the latest uh, B-list celeb who's selling uh, Boombod, our favorite uh, sports supplement that Jason and I... Hold on. Can we really call it a sports (laughs) supplement? It's not a supplement at all. So it's The latest snake oil on sale. Yeah, there we go. It's a... so usually the box is pink. So I'm assuming they're targeting women, but now they've bought out a man's version. Well, I can tell you, I've never bought anything in a pink box. <laughs> so this really does speak to me. <laughs> so now they've released a, a, a guy's version of it called Boombod Black for Men. And um, it, the name is hilarious for a start. But yeah, he's got his top pulled up over his abs uh he's got the drink in a glass he's not drinking it surprise surprise um and the dodgy supplement is being sold behind him and we basically just wanted to highlight it just to call him out for being an absolute douche 
Uh, do you have anything else to add about this, Jason? I've already told you how I feel about this. I hate everything about this photo, right? <laughs> and looking at this guy makes me want to punch myself, right? He's orange, which I'm just not down with. His hair is, right, okay. So he's clearly not a natural blonde, let's put it that way. And you can tell because only a little bit of his hair is blonde. His roots are growing back in. He needs to use that boom bod to get his hair done again. And <laughs> yeah, do you know, it's probably better as a hair dye than a sports supplement. Probably, yeah. And then to tip it all off, if you weren't already annoyed enough with this picture, he's got a cream sofa. <clears throat> now, Tippers, if you've got a cream sofa, I'm sorry. That's, nothing positive has ever happened on a cream it sofa. It looks like the kind of sofa you'd get when you go on holiday and you rent a villa, yeah. doesn't it? Not that I want to encourage Sofa Talk too much on this episode. <laughs> yeah. That was the last one. <laughs> so, yeah, we just wanted to call him out. Sam Gallen, please stop uh, screwing people over. Uh, if anyone is selling these products, they don't give a crap about you, your health, or anything else other than their bank account. He definitely did not use this product to get in shape. Like, let's be honest, he's in good shape. Like, he's got sort of abs. Uh, he's. I think I'm in better shape. And I've never because, had a sip of boom bod in my life. Yeah, Watch, what, I'm going to be yeah. exposed. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be behind the scenes. It's going to yeah. be in my toilet, just like snorting boom bod off the toilet mm. seat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, anyway. So yeah, it's uh, once again, don't go near this product. It's Sam, if rubbish. you're struggling to lose weight, okay, message me at Jason Pro Unicyclist. I'll put you in touch with Michael Ujoa, and he will give you one month free <laughs> of Get Fit with Michael, which would usually cost £20. And that, how much, guess how much money you're going to save on boom bod? Probably none, but you'll actually get real results because Get Fit with Michael gets real results. Also, he'll give you a special black package to make you feel comfortable in your masculinity. Oh, I'm gonna smirk. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, gonna I'm gonna pass over that comment, and we're gonna jump into our first article. Okay, cool. So we are going to uh, start with a fairly lighthearted one because it's really Because that, that first preamble yeah. was <laughs> yeah. very serious. This was very in-depth. Uh, so Daniel Craig, has been, was he was in an interview um, and was asked about his workout routine. And apparently he's been doing 12-hour workout sessions. Um, I'm assuming this is for the latest Bond movie, isn't it? Uh, so he's a 51-year-old guy. He's in epic shape for a start. I mean, like, that is an old picture. That's from the first Bond film he did, which is what? Probably at least 12 years ago okay so he's still like late 40s and i mean that's no, not, he's not bad math late 30s uh yeah. that's like the age nah. you nearly are Look, so he's <laughs> uh, so he's in great shape in that picture he's in very good shape yeah no doubt no doubt i'm not i'm not here to body shame daniel craig what i am here to do is to point out who wrote the article uh this is a, doesn't say it's in the guardian doesn't say i will go applaud you anonymous writer for the headline, sweaty, not stirred. Oh, Brilliant. Yeah, that is good. Brilliant. Uh, so we just wanted to point out the ridiculousness of it because apparently he was doing 12-hour workouts, as I said, and it just isn't possible to yeah. do a 12. Like, if you're in the gym 12 hours a day doing workouts, <laughs> then you're just not doing enough when you're in the so. I know people that work in the gym that aren't there for 12 <laughs> yeah, hours. <laughs> that is true. Like, if you're doing a good workout, an hour and a half really max of a good workout is kind of the limit. Add on an extra ten, ten and, and a half, half hours. hours. Maths right there. Ten and a half hours onto that, and it's just not happening. Uh, it also brings us back to something we've raised in the past about celebrities getting fit for movies and whether they are assisted. Mm -hmm. uh, usually those who are taking steroids or any dodgy supplements can go for a lot longer than most other people can. Don't raise your Ten and a half hours longer. <laughs> yeah. 
so it's it's crazy. If your workouts are lasting longer than like an hour and 15, an hour and 30 minutes, you're wasting your time. Um, and please make sure that you have a decent workout routine that is being put, that's putting your time to better use. Yeah, it says here, um, he's also, well, his wife or partner has just had a baby. Now, if he's in the gym for 12 hours... When's he looking after that kid? Poor baby. That is the new definition of absent father. <laughs> in the gym. Never saw my dad growing up. Why? Did he leave your mum? No, he was just in the gym for 12 hours a day. <laughs> oh, he takes Sunday off. Oh, slouch. <laughs> yeah. So we salute you and your hard efforts, Daniel Craig, but I bet you any money that he is not in the gym 12 hours a day. I think it's. they also highlight... Um, what was his name? Mark Wahlberg, who it came out recently, his daily routine. And it was saying that he was up at like 4 a.m. or was it 3 a.m. every day so he can fit in his workouts. But he was going to bed at like 6, 7 o'clock in the evening. So yeah, and it's he not was, really that impressive. Yeah, we spoke about this last week about getting up early. And yeah, again, for me, the reason I pulled this up and the reason <laughs> I brought this to the attention of Michael, and I've been having this conversation with people recently, is just the way that prominent... Uh, prominent figures in media who work out who look great what it is kind of credited uh, what the credit for that is and i honestly think well it's just impossible no you way couldn't there's no way no way <laughs> yeah. right even if he's juiced to the gills how is he in the gym hours. for 12 hours? There's only 24 hours a day, Michael. Yeah. So if he's sleeping for eight hours a day, because uh, that's what you should Maybe he never sleeps. Maybe he doesn't. And then he's got like four hours a day. Like that's, if you're exercising 12 hours a day, how much food are you going to need to eat? To well, that's your that? area of expertise. <laughs> how much boombot do you need? Maybe he's on boombot. That's his secret. Uh, I mean, just reading this article, I wouldn't even encourage you to go and read it. I'll read it for you. He said he gets up at 2.30, spent two hours and 35 minutes working out. And then 30 minutes of golf, an hour of recovery in a cryo chamber. And I mean, that's not 12 hours. Yeah. And Jake Gyllenhaal, apparently in this article as well, said that he would literally spend six hours training a day when he was um, in the movie Southport. It's just crazy. Like they're doing these interviews and trying to glamorize it to show how hardworking they are, but they're not working out for that long. He's also spending time in a cryo chamber. I'm not in. I think we, we maybe should. we should go for a cryo chamber together, and we can. Maybe we should do the next do episode, the whole the one in a crap. I think that's probably longer than you're supposed to stay in. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should try and do a twelve-hour podcast. Minus one hundred degrees Celsius in his cryo chamber, apparently. Yeah, sounds like <clears> his <throat> chat is minus one hundred degrees Celsius. Oh, guy, there, snap. Cool. So yeah, nice try, Daniel Craig, but we are not buying it, mate. Uh, good luck with your last movie, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry. <laughs> if you're listening, sorry, Dan. Uh, yeah, sounds like he's uh, taking a gamble, Casino Royale, oh. with spending that much time in the gym. That was good. That was rubbish. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. I can do better than that. Try harder. Cool. Right. Let's move on to the next article. Next one. Cool. Right. On to next article. So this is an interesting one, and it's one that I've had uh, conversations with many people before in the past. Are you a bit upset you've run out of coffee there? You're looking at the bottom of your coffee cup no, no, like, no. longingly, like, no. The metaphor for my jokes today, I think, <laughs> empty <laughs> cup. <laughs> cool. So the article is with uh, bonappetit.com. Well thank, said. You, thank you very much. I've never done French, so I probably butchered that. Uh, so is your wellness practice just a diet in disguise? 
So uh, it's talking about different diet approaches that are supposed to, well, not diet approaches, they're supposed to be kind of lifestyle approaches um, where people are kind of anti-diet. So they take a certain approach where they're focusing on wellness, once again, in inverted commas that you can't see via the podcast. Um, and usually they are just kind of packaged diets um, to sell to people who think that they're taking an alternative approach. <clears throat> I think I've explained that really badly. Um, so sometimes you'll have these kind of wellness retreats. You get a lot of them uh, abroad that people go on kind of yoga retreats, wellness retreats. And it's supposed to be all about health, general well-being. But then what you find is it's pretty much just a glorified uh, detox retreat. Uh, and or an orgy, or, if you're lucky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what retreats are you going on? I've not been on any, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. as you can probably tell. <laughs> I'll have a word with your wife, don't worry. Mm -hmm. Wife-to-be. You're nearly getting married, actually, off, off, <laughs> off track. Yeah, I'm going for a wellness uh, retreat for the honeymoon, are you? if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, wife. No, I was no. going to say, sorry, wife, if you're listening. She doesn't listen. No, do you know what? My fiancé doesn't listen either. It's Unsupportive I partners. I would say that it's upsetting, but it's not. I'm kind of glad. She'd yeah, probably, so am I. She's probably married. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's um, that's why I wanted to bring this article up because there is a lot of these approaches that are saying that this is a healthy lifestyle changes. It's not a diet when in fact it is just a repackaged diet. So I just wanted to bring this in here and see what your thoughts were, mate. Really? Yeah, I think it all comes down to <clears throat> quite a, a broad issue within not even necessarily just fitness industry, but but how things are sold to us these days. The kind of the semantics of what we are buying from people who are selling. Um, I've always said I had this conversation <clears throat> with someone the other day. Um, Bruce Lee once said, um, he said, unless a man grows an extra pair of arms, an extra pair of legs, there's only one way that he can fight. So the, what he meant by that was, is like, there's all these different styles of martial arts, but essentially they're using exactly the same weapons in order to achieve the same thing. And I think that's kind of... <clears throat> Think about how long, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to possibly suggest that I know exactly how long we've been in our current form for, but we're talking at least maybe four, five, six thousand years, right? The, our, the human body has not altered dramatically since then. And so the idea that we could do uh, some kind of new workout or the idea that we could do some kind of exercise regime that is going to be outrageously different from something that we've, that we've been doing before now is a bit silly. So the way that it's kind of repackaged <clears> to you is in this new methodology when really the principles are exactly the same. And I think it's quite interesting what they're saying here. <clears throat> what they're basically saying is that this like maybe wellness movement um, is just exactly what we've had before, but they've tried repackaged. to change the name of it. Yeah, and yeah. I think marketing is a huge part mm -hmm. of the fitness industry, uh, how people are sold things. And, and I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad thing because um, different people uh, learn differently. Uh, different people um, engage with things in, in different ways, you know, in terms of even just sensory things, you know, like some people say that if they, they listen to an audio book, they consume the information better than reading an actual physical book. And so I'm not against that. Uh, in practice, and I also accept it's important, but I also think you have to be aware of the fact that if someone's trying to sell you something like uh, under the premise that it's completely new and completely different, and when you look a little <clears> bit <throat> deeper, they've just changed some of the words, yeah. and you know maybe ask yourself a few questions. Do I need this? And the answer is maybe it depends on being. <laughs> I switched over from outrageous Jason and normal liberal forward thinking Jason's here for this article. 
<clears throat> Although I think I went through the spectrum. Yeah, I think I, I'll let you speak. I prefer the original Jason who was shouting and swearing Shut at up. people. Okay. That's him. That's <laughs> the guy I want back. Yeah, it, it actually highlights in this article uh, Weight Watchers. Um, so I don't know if you're aware that Weight Watchers recently rebranded. Did you see that? No. So they're no longer called Weight Watchers. And they're basically just called like WW. (laughs) So they're trying to push um, kind of health and well-being as their What does the WW sound for? I don't think they're just saying, they're literally just saying it's called WW. Like if you see the adverts on TV, it says WW instead of Weight Watchers. And it's pretty much the exact same approach to dieting as before, but they don't want to talk about weight because weight has actually, well, it's kind of been in the media about whether we should be focusing on weight loss, talking about people's weight. It's not PC. Yeah. So they're now trying to package it as we're focusing on your health and well-being when in fact it's just the exact same diet approach but packaged in a different shiny way. Maybe it's wellness watchers. <clears throat> Ooh, if they haven't taken that. Guys, you can't have that. If you want <laughs> yeah. it, at Jason Pro Unicyclist, we'll make a deal. Wellness watchers. We're going to post this episode literally later today. So we're going to try and trademark it before Plenty the time. end of Plenty time. Plenty of time. We'll get on it after the podcast. But yeah, it's just kind of evidence of that that is what it is doing. Um, I don't know. This is kind of going off on a tangent. Didn't plan on talking about this, but we'll see where it goes. Um, I'm reading a book at the moment called... Uh, Oh, no, I've forgotten the name of it. That's you really mean you bad. haven't prepared this? I no, can't tell. This is completely... Uh, so it's called Body Power. I think it's called Body Power. Okay, this is bad. Shout out to the writer of Body Power. Right, you shout out to the microphone. I'm going to grab it. It's in the room next to me, and I'm going to be right back. Okay. Oh, this, this is dangerous. So, guys, it's just a little bit of insight into how well prepared we are. Uh, if any of you thought that this was a professional outfit, uh, we've, we're going out of our way now to prove you wrong. Um, but I think that the point is, Luke... You guys all know this as well. You're intelligent people. Um, things are going to be repackaged. They're going to be sold to you in a new way because people want to make money. Nobody's falling for WW. You guys aren't falling for <laughs> yeah. WW. If you are falling for WW, hit me up at Jason Prodian Cycles. I got it wrong. It's not called Body Power. It's called oh, Body Respect. It's body Respect. I like that so- more. So this is all about the health at every size movement, um, and it's huge at the moment. A lot of uh, dietitians are jumping on board with the health at every size movement. There's <clears> loads <throat> of uh, kind of aspects of this approach to kind of health or weight loss that I really like. However, I do feel they miss the mark quite a lot too. Um, and that's I, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because the health at every size movement, they're trying to say that we shouldn't focus on weight at all. Uh, so even if someone is very overweight or morbidly obese looking at kind of BMI, BMI scales we should not be putting the focus on weight and weight loss we should be focusing at kind of healthy lifestyle changes and just feeling good rather than saying you're x amount of stone overweight and you need to lose this weight this shouldn't be what this shouldn't be the approach that we're taking and um, so that's why I wanted to bring in this book here I'm about halfway through it I've still got a bit of way to go but I disagree with a lot of the stuff well, tell they're me saying how it ends. so <laughs> I probably won't finish it. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel the health at every size movement is great. Um, And I believe that the main focus should be on feeling good, eating foods that make you feel good, uh, doing exercise that you really enjoy. It's the message that I, um, Jason and I promote every single week. Um, However, if you are very overweight, um, have excessive levels of body fat, then I feel like you maybe are just running away from the issue a little bit if you're not putting any focus on that at all. I don't know if you've kind of looked at the health at every size movement at all, mate. Or No, but I think it's, it's something that is prevalent throughout society because it's this idea of we've gone through this thing of, hey, if you are overweight, that's a negative thing. Mm-hmm. And we've made people feel bad about themselves yeah. and <clears throat> we feel superior if we're not overweight. And so the the kind of 
drastic reaction to that has and, and you see it now like people who like, quote unquote fat shaming is almost uh, included in the same realm as like racism and sexism which is crazy really but what we've done is we've gone this other way where we've gone hey look just because you're overweight doesn't mean that you're not valuable and that's true <laughs> but at the end of the day if you are overweight and you lose weight Losing weight is going to be a really kind of um, obvious and clear measure of the progress that you're making mm -hmm. within your fitness. I think, I think because weight was always associated with vanity. So it was always, hey, I'm working out to lose weight, therefore you're not working out for the right reasons. And I think we need to shift the paradigm and make it, if you want to lose weight, it doesn't have to be about looking good on the beach, but it can be about proper, real, important stuff. Although I will say I like to look good on the beach really important stuff to do with your health because, you know, living longer, moving more efficiently and effortlessly, playing with your kids, as I spoke about before, you know, it might, you know, even running for a bus, like people might struggle for that. And so I am behind this idea of let's not promote uh, fitness purely for uh, superficial reasons, but I don't think that necessarily has to be the case when you are talking about weight loss. Yeah, I just I feel like weight loss should always be um, a, an area of focus, if not the main priority. Um, I think so many health markers improve when you lose weight. So that's why um, weight loss is encouraged if you are very, very overweight. Um, I think the issue is because most people lose weight in an unsustainable way and therefore they put it back on. So I can completely see where they're coming from, from that standpoint where they say, Focus on something that's sustainable, something that you're going to be able to keep up for the rest of your life, which is a message I always like to promote. However, it needs to have an end goal in place too. Uh, just kind of not talking about the issue and not putting any focus on it, I feel isn't going to help in the long run. Like, I think it's okay if you're not ready to lose weight yet. A lot of people who are maybe overweight and should lose some body fat, um, they feel a lot of pressure to change now. And they go through this horrible cycle throughout all of their life of losing weight because they feel like crap. And then they go back to eating the way they were before. So they put the weight back on. They feel crap about themselves. So they go on a horrible diet, lose the weight again, and then it goes back on again. So there needs to be something that we can do to try and break that cycle. But I feel not focusing on weight loss at all just is missing the mark a little bit. Yeah. Well, if people want to read this book, do you want to let them know? Yeah, so um, it's called Body Respect, uh, and it's by Linda Bacon and Lucy Afremore. Uh, so they're both uh, PhDs, um, and they are uh, Linda Bacon is the author of The Health at Every Size um, original movement book, I believe. Mitch, I would love to give <clears throat> that a read, but recently I heard bacon is more dangerous than smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Yeah, so like I, I really like the whole uh, appreciating your body and loving your body because if you are not in a good place mentally and you don't love the way that your body is now, then um, you're going to struggle to love it even when you do lose weight. Yeah. Um, so if you can come at peace with yourself and start loving your body and treating it in a way that it deserves to be treated, that's a really good stepping stone for then approaching uh, just life in a bit more of a healthy way. Yeah, I think it's just because things are being caught up too much with this <laughs> idea of like, being fat doesn't make you ugly. Being fat doesn't make you useless. Doesn't make you uh, someone that people don't want to spend time with. Mm -hmm. But there are people who are overweight that is detrimental to their health. And I think it's mm -hmm. just that. I think culture has promoted thin, skinny women <clears> in particular. Um, and so if you aren't that, the, the reaction has been, hey, 
I'm not skinny, but I'm a woman too, and I'm worth something. And I think it's important to promote that idea whilst also not losing the fact that being overweight can be bad for your health and mm-hmm. can be dangerous. Yep. And I think if you look at the main body, so they try and bring up a lot of research articles in the, in the book here arguing about whether being overweight is actually unhealthy for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are kind of multiple studies proving that when you lose weight, loads of health markers improve. Uh, if you are um, severely overweight, you have an increased chance of kind of uh, cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, multiple cancers. Um, so I don't think that kind of one book, so you see a lot of dietitians on social media quoting this book, and now this is their approach to weight loss. They're following this and saying that now we should never talk about weight at all. Um, and I just don't think that's an approach that I can fully get on board with. I think it's silly. It's kind of, we spoke about this before about uh, about money. And I think like, so people are like, hey, I'm, I'm living my best life. I'm, I'm living my spirit. <laughs> Open-minded liberal Jason's back. <laughs> hey, I'm living my best life. I'm just out there in freewheeling. I'm just loving it. I don't care about how much money I make. I do the job for the love of it. Yeah, that's great, right? But ultimately, in most professions, money is a measurement of how well you're doing because you're selling more things, you're doing, you're taking in more income than you're spending. And so I think it's the same with this. It's like, okay, let's not be completely um, consumed by uh, weight loss or let's not be completely consumed by um, being overweight, quote unquote. But to kind of throw the baby out with bathwater is is counterproductive also. Yep. I think you could ask... Uh, so I think their argument is that someone's body size is not evidence of them being unhealthy um, necessarily at that point. So maybe someone's gone through... Which this, this is the bit the argument that I actually quite like. Maybe someone's gone through a period of maybe overeating um, and they've put on excessive body fat, but now they're living a healthy balanced lifestyle where they're staying really active the diet's full of really healthy and nourishing foods um, but they're at a kind of calorie maintenance level so they're not necessarily losing weight but they're staying active and being healthy mm. maybe they can they don't have any negative health impacts by doing that but i don't know but i would say something that we, i guess we're not spoken <clears throat> about here like when i was a uh, when i was younger i went to the doctor and they told me that i mean this is a frequent thing you hear like your bmi you know, I was wondering where that was going there. Uh, I was told not to do that again. No, um, <laughs> no so then my BMI, you know, I was like, oh, you're, you've got the BMI of an obese man. And yeah. it's like, you're clearly not obese. But you can kind of like laugh that off and go, hey, look, I'm totally jacked. Who cares? But what it is essentially... You're not. How dare you? <laughs> I look better than that guy from the boombox. <laughs> anyway, um, you can laugh that off and go, hey, whatever. But what it's essentially saying is, is that you're carrying more weight than your frame can handle this is something i've been because i'm a big fan of just sports athletics in general and i'm a fan of sports where weight cutting and jumping between weight divisions in combat sports in particular is a big thing at the mm-hmm. moment and there's, there's a discussion of sometimes you're just not supposed to be that yeah. size like for whatever reason and if you're forcing your body to be bigger regardless of whether it's fat if you're genuinely just trying to put on mass of whatever kind the, the point is, is that you're going to have detrimental effects on things like your joints, your your heart's going to have to work harder and not necessarily in a positive way. So it's just this idea of understanding that. I just think if you are if you need to lose weight, turn in the, the, the other cheek and going, hey, whatever. Of course, there are people out there who, it, and it's all circumstantial. People work hard and live a healthy life and they're, they're <coughs> what would be described as overweight. And that's totally fine. But there are also people who are overweight because of lifestyle choices they make that will then use this as an excuse um, not to think about their health. So, Mm -hmm. 
It is a double-edged sword, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm back on the BMI scale thing. I always have a goal to always be obese on my BMI scale. That's when I know that I'm working yeah. hard in the gym and I'm doing things right. Get fit with Michael clients. This is the guy you're working with. <laughs> yeah. He's aiming to be obese. Yeah. So it just shows kind of the um, the flaws in the BMI scale. Like if someone's sedentary doesn't do much exercise at all, the BMI scale can actually be really accurate in telling you whether you're at risk of kind of multiple health issues. Um, but someone who exercises regularly uh, has quite a large amount of muscle mass, then you're going to be considered overweight or obese. So yeah, it's always There's my goal. There's a lot there. of me to love, Michael. That's all I'm saying. Is there? Yeah. Yeah. Also, on a similar note, uh, Dougie, who owns Primal Gym, shout out Dougie, and Dan, who works there, shout out Dan, because I've not mentioned him this week. Uh, Dougie just had a baby, and the baby was nine pounds, right? And everyone's like, oh my God, that's the biggest baby ever. I was I was 10 pounds when I was born. Were you? 10 pounds of muscle, obviously. I, and, was, uh, I was over nine pounds, actually, yeah, as well. Yeah. And uh, I was used in a, as a control in an experiment. Were you really? Yeah, because um, apparently mothers that was have- It's a boom mother, <laughs> It was a boom experiment. Mothers who consume boom have- <laughs> tank babies no um apparently mothers that have diabetes are more likely to have larger babies and so my mom didn't have diabetes so i was used as the biggest baby who who wasn't from a mother with diabetes but yeah 1988 in the hospital i was the most jacked baby in that hospital 10 pounds <laughs> yeah. of solid steel and not not sex appeal yeah <laughs> yeah i came out i was like a really chunky baby as well even like throughout most my, my baby life is that is that a saying also my baby yeah, life. like every baby, my baby life. <laughs> every baby picture of me is just like i've got the biggest rolls on my arms yeah. and stuff i, had, I yeah. just had dumbbells Did you, yeah. Uh, yeah just press just up really good grip as always soon as came out <laughs> always <just laughs> squatting my mom oh, love it cool right let's move on to uh next article shall we yeah let's do it cool here we go so, final article. This is quite an interesting one. You found this one and sent it over to me, mate. Um, I was working hard. So, it's from The Guardian. So, it's a guy called Toby Moses. I'm assuming, is he um, a journalist for um, this website? Because well, he's got his he's own not, funky little photo. If he's not a journalist for The Guardian, I would seriously suggest The Guardian should figure out who they're letting post on their website. <laughs> yeah. No, but sometimes they have, like, guest people come in, but he's got, like, his own little photo, so it makes me think he's a regular writer here. Yeah, I mean, because only journalists can take photos. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, Jason. Burying you here. It's called uh, Toby so, Moses. <laughs> yeah, Toby Moses. Uh, so when I was fat, socializing was a struggle, but it was going out that helped me lose weight. Uh, the pounds fell off as I started to eat less and go to the gym, but it was spending time with my friends that truly transformed me. Oh. <laughs> That warms my heart. Yeah. I'll let you start with this article, mate, because uh, you sent it over and you might have a few extra thoughts and ideas to start off with. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to um, I don't want to summarize an article based entirely on its headline. But when I read the headline, I thought it was interesting because I think a lot of people initially think that um, losing weight or even just working out, getting in shape has to be like a solitary pursuit mm-hmm. you know it's one of those things where like you might you might speak to one of your friends and go hey do you want to do this that or the other don't have to be drinking but you might just be like hey do you want to come out and do this that, or the other and like no i've got to go to the gym or no i'm trying to work out uh, my meal plan filling my tupperware with grilled chicken and broccoli and then you're just like what a boring old i almost swore there but i'm not gonna um and I, what i liked about this was this guy getting results and i think actually it goes on to suggest that he got better results after he embraced this idea of socializing as opposed to being this bat loss hermit um and and i liked it because i think what it means what it what it says is not only does it suggest somehow that you don't have to alter certain parts of your life to make a change 
it also says that you don't have to be a recluse and it doesn't have to be uh, like a, a lonely, isolated existence to to get in shape and lose weight. So um, that's why I liked it. That's why I want to promote it. And that's why I want to talk about it. Also, I love the Bev and I'll promote anything that suggests you can have a good Bev and still be jacked. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked it too. And if if your approach to weight loss, I guess, is is meaning that you never have to, you can never go out with your friends and have a drink or go for the odd meal with your friends, then chances are that there is no long term sustainability in that diet approach. Um, and usually, as you said before, people tend to shut off when they're looking to lose weight. They'll say, "Oh, I can't go out for dinner tonight because I've got a hundred calories left, and I need to eat that in lettuce leaves." Um, and it's just not the way that you should do it. I guess it depends on how supportive your friends are. So I guess this could go either way because I've worked with so many clients who have said that they can't go out drinking or for meals with their friends because they're a really bad influence. They'll say, oh, go on, just one more pint or one more pint before you go home. And before you know it, you've had a pretty boozy night where two, 3,000 calories of alcohol have been consumed. You've got no self-control. I don't. <laughs> I don't. That's why I never go out drinking with you, yeah. Jason. <laughs> Whereas I've got loads of self-control. Yeah, well, <clears throat> so yeah, I guess his his friends were his support network, and that is amazing. Uh, if you're going on a weight loss journey, as good old Toby Moses did, um, having a decent support network is kind of paramount to the success of it, I believe. Uh, it can either be through friends that you've got that can support you on the way. It could be family members. Um, if you can find someone who's on a similar journey to you, that can be really, really helpful. Um, exercise classes can be great. There's so many decent online forums now that you could join and, and chat to other people that have similar goals to you or finding a PT. Um, it's one of the main reasons people go and find a personal trainer is because they don't have that support network elsewhere and they pay someone there to keep them accountable and be a shoulder to cry on or a supportive hand to pull you up when you need it. There's an interesting part of Toby's article here, which is something that... Um I think it's really interesting. We've been talking a lot about mental health and anxiety and uh, the different ways that fitness can uh, deal with that. Um, he says here, it wasn't enough, though all my adult life, leaving the house had been fraught with anxiety. If you've never been fat, the idea that people in passing cars might shout at you in the street simply for being chubby may seem unlikely. It isn't. It happened to me a lot. So he goes on to talk about just the fact, and I think this is really important, if you kind of hide away and you're doing your, your weight loss journey uh, almost in the shadows shamefully um, I imagine actually getting out and being with people and um, I, I, again it leads back to this idea of an acceptance of who you are and not necessarily um, hey I'm fat therefore I'm worthless but hey look I'm overweight and I want to lose some weight but I'm still valuable regardless it's just it's it's quite an interesting point I think I think to just get out there and not make it something that you're kind of doing uh, reclusively. Um, I just wanted to highlight that because I thought maybe a lot of people who have not been in that position wouldn't necessarily think about it. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. And he, the ending of this article is really good because he says like the usual approach for weight loss is just strict diet and exercise more. And although that is kind of true, it's just not helpful advice. Um, and he said that that kind of felt impossible to him. And he did that for a long time and was getting nowhere. But what he actually realized was just making tiny little changes that allowed him to live his kind of normal life and go out and have a drink with friends occasionally was his way to to make this last, hopefully, for the rest of his life. Um, I'm sure they'll do an article in a few years' time of how successful Toby has been. Um, but yeah, it's it just shows that 
eating your salad leaves, never meeting up with friends, never drinking any alcohol, never having any fun is not the best way to lose weight. Yeah, Michael, maybe you should read this uh, article thoroughly. What about drinking alcohol? Yeah, half pint heroics. <laughs> this is why I don't go drinking with Jason. <laughs> yeah. Top tip for any tippers out there. If you're looking to lose weight or feel good about yourself, don't come out drinking with me. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's accurate. It's yeah. good advice, that. By the way, this is probably a good point to promote the um, fitness social. Guys, I'm holding a fit. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> a fitness social that I don't come to. So we do like a, a sober one once a month and Jason yeah. does his alcohol-fueled one once a month. Yeah, it's basically go. a pub crawl. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you and Jordan, our good friend Jordan, just going from yeah, pub to pub. Walking through glass doors, <laughs> yeah. uh, lifting weights, <laughs> punching horses. <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's a reference i don't know if i reference that in the podcast i don't but... think you have <laughs> no, we'll leave it we'll leave that there okay cool so we're just going to touch on our last article just because it's just a quick ridiculous approach that's probably going to hit the shop soon um, and there's a new diet capsule that swells in your stomach that helps you lose weight uh, along similar lines to other products that are on the shelves that just stop you feeling hungry um, and you can starve yourself without feeling the effects of not eating food ridiculous approach to weight loss if you ask me no longevity in it are you always going to eat these capsules no uh, are you always going to restrict your food in the way that you're doing it whilst taking these capsules no stay the hell away from it i'll play devil's advocate <laughs> where can i buy these <laughs> <laughs> next to the boom bud wait, wait so why is this news because is it just because diet capsules aren't new no. it's a new <clears throat> specific diet capsule yeah, I assume it just hits your stomach and then swells up so that it gives you the sensation of feeling full. This is an interesting. This, this isn't aimed at me. This is not for for, for Jason, right? So <laughs> I'd be quite Jason. interested to hear if there are people out there that look at this, like genuinely. So not people who are like, hey, yeah, I'd love to lose some weight. I'll take this. But people who are, you know, well thought, the old well thought out, liberal, free thinking people out there. Is this something that you guys would get? Because we, when he, when when Michael sent this to me, he, when Michael sent this to me, I was like, you were quoting me last week. Now I'm just he. I oh know. Sorry, <laughs> how rude. Um, when you sent this to me, I was like, this is. Why am I wasting my life doing a podcast? <laughs> with that, that's it. <laughs> yeah, stupid articles like this. Why is this in a newspaper? Diet capsules that swell in your stomach could help weight loss. And what I said to you was, hey. Maybe I'm going to write a blog post on how effective cocaine and cigarettes are for weight loss. No, crack's more effective, I heard. Yeah, yeah, I, I told you that. Anyway, um, well, we all know. I what was it? What was that? I was on. I don't want to know. What your? I was going to say angel dust, but that was another story altogether. <laughs> no, right. Anyway, the point being, right? This is just stupid. Don't take this, right? If you message me at Jason Pro Unicyclist right now. Go away. You can you can play this in the background on your phone at Jason Pro Unicycles on Instagram. I will sort it for you that you can have three months free <laughs> with Michael <laughs> and you'll never have to have a diet capsule again. Way more effective. Um, yeah, I'm not giving you three three months, FYI. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll see. I'll, I'll figure that out. Leave that to me. But guys, yeah, I would genuinely be interested to see if people do are excited about this. Is this? You know, it's. I don't think it's an excitement thing, is it? It's people go into shops; they're desperate. They go into Holland and Barrett, which is probably a shop that this stupid pill will be in. 
and, and they are Barrett. and they are they sell boomboards. They do. They actually do. It's always in the window, yeah, along right. with the kind of fat binders and God knows what else. And people will go to the weight loss section, desperate, wanting something to work, and they'll say, "You'll see these pills that promises you weight loss. They won't get you weight loss, um, or they will. It just won't stay off forever." Um, and they'll try it. Um, I don't think they really care about the side effects or even think too much about the side effects that these tablets could potentially have so yeah i don't think it's an excitement thing i think it's more of a out of desperation they'll see a pill that says it will help them and it just won't in any way meth it was meth oh yeah it was meth (laughs) um yeah apparently meth is really good for productivity well i say apparently i for anyone doesn't know provide some context i took a sports supplement completely legally over the counter uh, and it, it transpired that it had basically meth in it. So it was then banned after that. Yeah, but I, uh, I was jacked, man. I was <laughs> yeah, so jacked. So I was so lean, and I felt really good about myself. Um, luckily, it came in a black tub, because if it was a pink tub, that's for birds. Did it say black for men on it? As well? Yeah, it said meth for men. <laughs> 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 so, um, yeah, guys, don't do this. Yeah. Just eat loads of cream crackers that'll fill your stomach up won't yeah, it i think it will shout out cream crackers you know, it actually would and it's low calorie it'd be good oh, anyway the, new diet. <laughs> the cream cracker diet cool right we're gonna leave it there have you got any other kind of closing points hip-hop quote i believe you have lined up ready for us jason this is a good one it's a real good quote this is a good one any any fans of lil wayne out there you will appreciate this this is wisdom from the prophet that is Lil Wayne. It'll also take you a few seconds to click about what it oh, is. Oh, it will. It, it's, it's much easier to digest when it's written down. <laughs> yeah. uh, so think about it this way, guys. Guys, real Gs move in silence like lasagna. Think about that. Think about that. There's a silent G in lasagna. What I think, if we're <laughs> going to bring it around to why that could possibly be relevant to the tippers, real Gs move in silence like lasagna. Well, that's basically... <laughs> <laughs> I never thought what is life? I never thought I'd find myself justifying this on, on a podcast I, what I think it says is look you're doing well for yourself right all of your achievements are for you and you could be happy in yourself you don't need to shout about it you don't need adulation from other people to to justify your achievements in life real G's move in silence like lasagna guys think about that next time you're posting on Instagram at Jason Pro Unicyclist. I feel you've somehow impressively turned that into something beneficial. Maybe. What do you mean, somehow? <laughs> somehow. <laughs> That's what we do here on Just a Fitness Tip. We turn rubbish into somehow. From the kick. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Magic. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, then please, whilst you're on your phone, head over to the review bit and type uh, five star and say how much you love us. It would, we'd really, really appreciate it. Um, and tell all your friends about Just The Fitness Tip. Share us whenever you can. And yeah, that's enough uh, plugging for us. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you. So you have listened to episode 13. This is, it's been a while. Uh, episode 13 of Just the Fitness Tip with Michael Ujoa and Jason Ald, Edinburgh's number one fitness podcast. If you need a sofa, hit us up. <laughs> Thanks very much, guys, and we will see you next week. Keep on tipping. Yeah.